0: no peace in the world. We are living in a frustrated tormented confused world that we are walking in today a world that does not know which way is up and which way is down we live in a world that's on the verge of suicide we live in a world that is taking over doses of medicines trying to find their way out because they don't have any peace on the inside of them i listened to paul harvey here a few days ago and he said there was a young man i forgot where he said it was at now but a young man committed suicide and in the letter that he wrote for his suicidal note, he said he committed suicide because that he'd been reading in the paper in the last few days about all kinds of young people that had committed suicide in a garage by leaving a car running and becoming overcome by the fumes and so he wanted to die the same way. This is the kind of world that we're living in today a world that cannot find peace within themselves. But I'm here to tell you tonight, I've got the answer to the world's questions. I've got the wor- I've got the answer to the question of peace within you, and I've got the answer to the question of peace within the world. I believe I can find it in the Word of God. I don't have to go to a negotiating table somewhere in Switzerland and sit down with political figures to figure it out. All I've got to do is come to an altar, and I can find the answer to the questions that is perplexing the minds of the world that we're living in today I don't have to lay on a psychiatrist's couch and pay $75, $100 an hour to be able to find the answers that are plaguing my mind all I've got to do is come and lay before Jesus and I can find the answer to the question that is bugging me you hear me we have the answer we are not in doubt of the question nor the answer. We know the problem and we know the answer to the problem that is facing this 20th century that we're living in. We don't, do not have to twiddle our thumbs. We do not have to rack our brain trying to come up with a solution for the problems that are facing this society. But we know the answer and we know how to give the answer to the minds of man that is working in this generation. The Bible lets us know in the book of Psalms 34 and verse 14. And then also in 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse number 11. Seek peace and pursue it. And this is what our world is doing. They are seeking peace. They're trying to find peace within themselves. And trying to find peace within their world. They're looking for it under every nook and cranny. They're trying to find it in every corner. They're trying to find it in every avenue. They're trying to find it in every amusement that they go to. They're trying to find in every place of enjoyment that they walk down. They're trying to find it in their alcohol and their dope. They're trying to find it in their hideous, very terrible sins that they partake in. But I want you to know, friend, there's only one place to find peace. There's only one place to find that solace of rest, and that is in Jesus Christ our Lord. Spend millions of dollars on cocaine, but you'll still discover that the answer is Jesus. Spend thousands of dollars in a bar room, and you'll still discover that the answer is Jesus. Spend millions of dollars trying to pursue your dreams around the world, and you'll come back that the answer's in the book. It's in Jesus Christ. Jeremiah chapter 6 and verse number 14 and then the same verse is recorded in Jeremiah chapter 8 and verse number 11 where it says that they have healed also the hurt of the daughters of my people slightly saying peace, peace when there is no peace and so man has pursued peace and he's healed the hurt and the questions that are in the inside of some people but only just slightly just momentarily have they given the answer to this world Just momentarily have they given a solution. Just momentarily, just slightly, they have given the balm that is needed to heal the questions that are raging on the inside of man. But there really is no peace in the remedies that they have. There really is no peace in the solutions that they have. But I know where there is the solution and I know where there is the peace. First Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse number 3 says for when they shall say peace and safety then sudden destruction cometh upon them. Friend the world is looking for it but all they're going to find is destruction. They're trying to find the answer. They're trying to locate it in their books. They're trying to find it in their schoolroom. They're trying to locate it on the job. They're trying to find it in the political field. They're trying to find it in the field of entertainment. They're trying to find in every realm that they can go in. But all they're finding is destruction and misery that is coming upon them. Deuteronomy chapter 23 and verse number 6 says, Thou shalt not seek their peace. Hey friend, you're not going to find it in the world. Don't try to seek it there. Don't try to find the answer to world peace in the world of society. Don't try to find the answer to inner peace in the society that we're living in. Don't seek it amongst there. But I'll tell you where you can find it. Seek it where the truth is. Try to find it where the message is. Try to find it where the gospel is preached. Try to find it where people sing and worship and praise and magnify. The one and only true God. There is peace in God. I am not in question tonight. I believe we have the answer to the world's questions. I'm not searching for something to say tonight. I'm not looking for something to keep you entertained. Friend, I've got the answer. I know where I'm going. I know what I'm doing. I know how to bring peace to this world. It's not in the political field. It's not in the scenes of entertainment, but it is in our right heart and our right standing with God. There will never be peace in the minds of this world. There will never be inner peace and there will never be peace in the world until first of all, we come into peace with God and if we can ever get peace with God we'll have inner peace and peace in the world with God is a direct result to inner peace and peace in the society that we live in but because man is warring against the righteous principles of God but because man is warring against the commandments the sacred scriptures they cannot find that peace but if they'll ever quit warring and wave a white flag and say I surrender they're going to find the inner peace that they're looking for huh. I believe that we can find the answer to the world's questions of peace and inner peace when we understand why that there is no peace. When we understand why man cannot find rest. When we understand why why the wicked are tossed like the miry sea, tossed back and forth. And while there, why there is no peace, saith the Lord unto the wicked. When we understand why there is no peace, we can understand the answer to the questions that the world is seeking for. Four. When you look into the world of Adam and Eve, they become a classic example that we have used time and time again. But the kind of world that Adam and Eve lived in is the kind of world that our world is trying to develop today. The kind of world that Adam and Eve lived in is the kind of world that the political figures are trying to achieve. The kind of world that Adam and Eve lived in is the kind of world that the scientists are trying to develop. A world free of pollution, a world free of cancer, a world free of leukemia, a world free of death, a world free of sorrow, a world free of pain, a world free of worry, a world free of nervous breakdowns, a world free of confusions and ups and downs, a world where there is no cares and anxieties and ulcers and all kinds of other problems to assail us. That's the kind of world that they're looking for. I wonder why Adam and Eve lived in that kind of world. I wonder why Adam and Eve had that kind of society. I wonder why Adam and Eve had that kind of walk. I'll tell you why. They had peace with God. That's why they had that kind of world. As long as Adam and Eve walked with the voice of the Lord in the cool of the evening, as long as Adam and Eve enjoyed loving and serving God, as long as Adam and Eve was excited about coming to the cool of the evening and meeting with the presence of God, there was no worry. There was no worry about war. There was no worry about nervous breakdowns and ulcers and pulling your hair out from your head. There was no worry about wearing warts on your brain. To figure out how you're going to take care of everything because they had peace with God. You hear me? Peace with God is the world is going to continue to suffer with nervous breakdowns and depression and despondency. It's going to continue to suffer with all kinds of sickness and disease until it can make peace with the righteous God that rules in the universe. But look out, honey, when it ever makes peace with God, this is going to be a world filled with righteousness and glory and holiness. Yeah. You see, the serpent, when he wound his way into that tree... He began to question the righteous laws of God. He began to question the very things that gave Eve her peace. He began to question the very things that gave Adam his peace. The very thing that made his world free of suffering and sorrow. He began to question those things. Don't the devil always question the righteous principles of God? And when he starts questioning the righteous principles of God, he causes us to question the righteous principles of God and then when we start questioning the righteous principles of God immediately we lose our peace we lose the sanctum of inner inner peace before God but as long as we respect and obey and follow the righteous principles of God we have no worry of inner confusion naïve Hear me. Listen to me, young lady. Can you not have eat of the trees of the carton? Why, sure. We can eat of any of them. Except of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Well, why can't you eat of that Eve? Because in the day that we do, we shall surely die. Now, that serpent, he was the devil incarnated. And he had lived where God was. And he knew that when they ate of that fruit that they were not going to die physically but they were going to die spiritually he knew that they wasn't going to fall over dead when they took a bite of that fruit. And so he said, now, now, Eve, don't you know that you shall not surely die when you eat of that fruit, but that your eyes will be open and you'll be wise like unto God, knowing good and evil. But what he didn't tell her is you're going to lose your inner peace. You're going to lose this freedom of feeling good, about. Yourself, you're gonna see lose the ability to lay down at night and rest without having your mind tormented. The devil don't ever tell you that when you get to questioning the righteous principles of God. But you hear me when you start questioning the book, when you start questioning the holy word of God, you're gonna lay down at night and have a gut sick feeling that you're not going to be able to shake off when you start questioning the righteous principles of God you're going to lay down at night and feel a hunger on the inside of you because there can be no peace if we don't have peace with God and just as soon as she ate of the fruit and she gave it to Adam to eat of it. Their eyes were open, bingo, and all of a sudden, they discovered that they were naked, and they were ashamed, and just as soon as they did, there was something that started down on the inside a a horrible feeling way down in the bottom of their belly that just kind of made them sick. All of a sudden the roses looked like globs of gory blood and all of a sudden the lilies looked like something from someplace else and the animals looked mean and ferocious and like it was going to devour them all of a sudden the world went into chaos. Everything around them lost its sanctum of glory. Everything around Them lost its its scene and its glory because that they had lost that inner peace when they broke their peace with God. You hear me? Why your world is in the turmoil that it's in. It's because it's lost its peace with God. Somebody needs to wave a white flag to God and say, I surrender. I'm ready for some inner peace. I feel God here tonight I feel the Holy Ghost in this sanctuary somebody needs to be making peace with Pharaoh's little world, the little throne that he set on, became a world of chaos and, and ridiculous confusion. When as he sat upon his throne, he began to violate the commandments of God. When he refused to obey God, when he refused to listen to the voice of God, his kingdom became utter chaos. His world became frustrated. Blood came into the water. He woke up scratching his head and his back as lies. Begin to run all over him. He began to swat flies as they began to swarm around his head. All of a sudden the frogs jumped in his bed and his head and his bread and got him a place else. And all of a sudden the hail fell out of the sky and the night got dark and he couldn't see his hand in front of his face. And The beast began to die and locusts started swarming around. I can tell you Pharaoh why you can't rest tonight. I can tell you why your kingdom has fallen apart at the Seems you haven't respected the righteous principles of God you can't have peace in Egypt and not have peace with God but if you want everything to come back together you need to obey the divine voice of Almighty God it be that somebody here tonight the reason why you can't rest is you haven't obeyed the divine voice of almighty god but if you obey him tonight you'll leave here tonight with peace that passeth all understanding my peace i give unto you my peace i leave with you not as the world gives. give i unto you huh. Adam and Eve decided, well, we can't let him know. We can't let him know how we feel on the inside. And so the best thing to do is to sew some fig leaves together and see if we can cover the way we're feeling. And so the world has did plastic surgery on their feelings. They've tried to sew together fig leaves to cover the real inner man. They've tried to arm themselves with macho spirits. Somebody told me what, what that was one day. I, when I first heard it, I thought it was an animal. went to the zoo to try to find it, and there wasn't one. You know. A macho. What in the world is that? Try to arm themselves with some kind of macho spirit to make them seem so tough. But on the inside, they're crying for something. They're crying for something. They arm themselves with self righteousness to make themselves look like they're all right, but on the inside there's something that's not quite right. They arm themselves with attitudes and spirits trying to clothe that inner feeling you may fool me you may fool your pastor you may fool everybody around you but you ain't fooling god god knows the turmoil that's going on in the inside of you he knows how you're feeling he knows what kind of nights you're sleeping through he knows the anguish that's on the inside of you god sees beneath those fig leaves why don't you tear it off and make peace with And then they went and hid themselves. Went and hid themselves behind the bushes and the shrubbery. So when God would come in and God would find, see them, they would be able to hide themselves from God. We've got some of they're not cloaking. Their miserable spirit they're trying to hide. From God, They're trying to get away from Him. They hide themselves from coming to church. They try to hide themselves in the crowd so nobody will see that they're not really doing what they ought to do. They try to hide themselves away behind facades and all kinds of spirits and attitudes. Hey, friend, what you need to do is come out of your foxhole waving a white flag to God and say, Hey, I can't take any more nights like this. I can't take any more days like I'm going through right now. I need to make some peace with God. I need to surrender. I need to yield something to God. I need some answers to my questions. I'm tired of living in a world of confusion. I'm tired of living inside of me with anguish and despair. I surrender, God. I surrender to your divine will. Anybody want to surrender to God tonight? It anybody want peace in your world you're not gonna get it until you wave a flag to God to tell him I'm quitting war and I'm not gonna fight no more I'm gonna make peace with God tonight suddenly their world becomes a world of chaos and frustration And And friend, I want you to know it's useless for you to war against God. It's useless for you to fight against the righteous principles of God. You'll fight in a losing battle, friend. It's useless for you to war against God because you can't win. I don't care how long you fight i don't care how many years you put up a good struggle at it you can't win against god don't you ever think a thousand times never god's not going to come to this world waving a white flag and say i surrender folks it's just too big of a battle and i can't whip saying y'all won y'all have it god is not ever going to throw in the towel. God's not ever going to quit. If you think God's going to lay down his machine guns and his artillery and say, I am give up that sin's too strong for me to fight against, forget it, because God's not going to do that. The only people that's going to surrender is us. You can't win and you'll fight against God. You might as well go ahead and make peace with him because you're gonna come out a loser if you don't. So you might as well go ahead and surrender to the righteous principles and judgments of God. It's useless for you to fight against God because the very one that instigated the warfare has already been defeated. Yeah. The very one that instituted the conflict has already been destroyed. The very one that tried to break peace between man and God has already been trampled on. For at Calvary, when that great general, the devil, bruised our Lord's heel on the cross, God somewhere in there, I don't know where was that, but somewhere in there, he put his foot on his head and crashed his skull into the ground. That means he can't bite you with his mouth. He may be able to flip his tail, but he can't bite you with his mouth because my Lord's foot is on his head. No wonder the book of Colossians chapter 2 and verse number 15 says, Having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them. Friend, he's already ripped all of the badges off of the devil. He's already taken all of his stuff the way the one that's leading you in battle is already defeated. You don't have a victorious leader. You might as well go ahead and change sides and give up and join the side of the Lord and have inner peace and peace in your world. Because there is no way possible that you're going to win, because the one that's leading the group is already doomed for an eternal destiny, and his side has already been predicted to lose. I read the back of the book and found out about that one. We win) <laughs> that love God's righteous principles, those that love God's holy word, those that have made peace with God, we win. Not the world and the devil, they lose. We win. I don't want to be a loser. I hate being a loser. I don't like losing, but I love winning. That's why I made peace with God. That's why I made peace with God. That's why I Peace with God. It's because I want to win. Now, you see, God, He wants to end the conflict between us and Him. And He's done everything within His power to try to end it. The first verse of our text tonight says, being justified by faith. The first thing that he's done to try to end the conflict between us and him and bring peace between us is he has justified us of all of our sins. And that simply means he looks at us as though we have never been in conflict with him and he disregards our past warfare with him and brings us in to his righteous law and bestows upon us everlasting mercy and grace therefore being justified by faith we have peace with God they're still trying World War II Nazi war criminals they're still taking them before trial they're still making them pay for what they did for bringing turmoil and confusion to the world (laughs) but when my God brings me in and I stand trial he says I'm going to forget your past criminal activity I'm going to forget your past warfare with me I'm going to forget that you once fought against me I'm going to forget that you once warred against me and I'm going to act like you never was on the other side and I'm going to pretend like you've always been on this side and forgive you of all of your sins hey friend don't worry about him holding your past activity against you come on over and make peace with God because when you make peace with God he makes peace with you oh yes it does and then verse 2 goes on and reads it like this by whom also we have access by faith in to this grace wherein we stand not only when we come into peace with God do we receive his justification that is he looks at us as though we have never done it but he brings us into favor with God <laughs> he brings us into favor with the Lord when we come into God God he doesn't set us down and say now look you big bully you've done a whole lot of damage to my church and my world and you've done a whole lot of damage to everything around he said I'm going to put you here on probation and you don't get anything no when he brings us in we stand in his favor and he starts pouring out blessings upon us that we cannot contain that's why you ought to make peace with God so you can get God's favor upon you If you continue to roll, you're going in, friend. You're going to end up with God's wrath. But you come in God's peace. You're going to get God's favor. That's the reason why that the job openings come. It's because he's forgot your past war activity against him. <laughs> That's the reason why he fires somebody so a child of God can get that position is he's forgot your past criminal activity the way you've warred against his church and you're standing now in his favor in the grace of God. Fred, I've got the answer to the questions of the world. If you want peace in the world, make peace with God if you want inner peace make peace with God I'm standing in his grace I'm standing in his grace I'm standing in his grace now the result of making peace with God is this Paul proceeds on in the book of Romans in verse number 2 he said now because that we have made peace with God our sins have been justified and we stand in the grace of God there are two results that happen number one we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God the first result of making peace with God is that we rejoice in the hope of the glory of the Lord you know what that is you know what the hope of his glory is when you come in and God justifies you and he forgets all of your warfare against him that's really all God should do and that's really all he's obligated to do It's just forgive us. And that'd be great. And really, just to stand in his favor and have him to forget our past is sufficient. But Paul said that it produces something else. You're able to rejoice in hope of greater things to come than what you've already experienced in grace and justification. You know why we're praising and magnifying God tonight? We're rejoicing in hope of more glory that's yet to come. We've been justified and we're standing in His favor, but we're just rejoicing in hope of more glory that's yet to come. Yeah. That's why I praise and worship and magnify and glorify and lift up the name of God. I'm just rejoicing in hope of more glory that is yet to come. Somebody needs to make peace with God and then you can rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Somebody says, I wish I could rejoice like them folks does. You get justified and you get in God's favor and you can rejoice like we do. The reason why some people have a hard time rejoicing in hope of the glory of God. I mean, we hadn't even got it yet. You ought to see us after we get it. just rejoicing in hope. (laughs) We're just rejoicing in anticipation. If you think we're wild now, honey, you wait till it gets here. (laughs) Yeah. And the reason why some can't rejoice in hope. Is because they've never got justified and they've never stood in the favor of God. They're still wanting to war against God and rejoice. Friend, you can't be at peace within yourself and peace in the world until you have been justified and you've stood in the grace of God and then a thousand chains, a hundred caves, a thousand pounds of cement couldn't keep you from rejoicing and praising and a magnifying and a glorifying God. You know why I'm praising? Because I'm gonna lay down tonight and sleep all the way through like a baby because I'm at peace. because I went all this day feeling good in my spirit and feeling good about where I was at because I'm at peace with God. Turn to your neighbor and shake their hands and tell them to rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Turn to somebody on the other side of you and tell them it to them again. Rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. You can if you make peace with God. If you quit fighting against him, if you quit warring against him, if you quit struggling against him, you can rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Amen. And then this is the clincher. Nobody understands this one. I don't even understand it. All I know All I know, brother character, is just that I've made peace with God and it happens. Paul goes on, and not only so, referring to verse number two, if you think the only time I rejoice is just hoping for some glory, if you think the only time I rejoice is just when I'm wanting a blessing, forget it but because I've made peace with God, I glory in tribulation. The reason why everybody comes in dragging their lips and shuffling their feet like they lost their best friend is because they never made peace with God. The reason why they come in and all their testimonies is glory to hell and praise to the devil is because they've never made peace with God. The reason why everybody comes in sad and depressed and down and out is because they've never made peace with God. But you watch somebody come in that's got inner victory. They feel good about themselves they feel good about everything around them I mean the motor dropped out in the middle of the road before they got here the roof started leaking and they came to church anyhow and just put a bucket under it the tire blew out on the way of the church they propped it out and walked the rest of the way I wonder if anybody does that On the way in, their aunt they haven't seen in ten years just dropped by. And they told her she they had church and they came anyway. I wonder if anybody does that. But they come in and they got peace with God. Everything's gone backwards. Nothing gone right. Everything's been upside down. They've been hanging every which way but right. And nothing looks like it's going to go right for the next 10 years. But they come in. Praise God. Hallelujah. I love you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Woo. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lord. Woo-hoo. I feel good in the Holy Ghost. I've got it. I've got it something about the power of the Holy Ghost. I can't explain it, but I've got it. Glory in tribulation when you have peace with God. You see, the only time we think God's great is when we're rejoicing in hope of the glory of God. The only time some of us can hit it and get it going is when we're in hope of the glory of God. The only time some of us can really, just really turn loose and praise and worship is when we're hoping for the glory of God. But the real test of peace with God is when we can praise and worship and glory even in the midst of tribulation and test and trials. I'm talking about the answer to the world's questions. Jesus Christ, peace with God, is. answer one little lady came to church one time and she stood and testified and when she stood and testified she said did you know meat prices are going up she said gasoline prices are going up inflation is going up interest rates are going up Rents going up. Taxes are going up. And everybody's getting depressed. She stood and kind of chuckled just a little bit. She said, but guess what? She said, I'm getting ready to go up. She had peace with God. And she could glory in her tribulation. Somebody needs to make peace with God. And then you could shout and worship and praise and magnify God. peace with him I'm making peace with him I'm making peace with God and Paul said the reason why we glory in tribulation is because we know that tribulation worketh patience the reason why we can glory in it is because we know it's doing us some good before we made peace with God, when everything buffeted us and, and came around us, we got aggravated and cursed and lied and cheated and did a whole bunch of other stuff because we couldn't understand what was happening. But now, when tribulation happens, since we've made peace with God, we say, I don't know what it's for, but I'm praising God because it's doing something in me. It's doing something in me. It's making me better than what I am. It's going to make me a better prayer warrior. It's going to make me a better Christian. It's going to make me a better faster it's going to make me a better church attender it's going to make me a better worshiper it's going to make me a better praiser it's going to make me a better lover of the saints it's going to make me a better appreciated of the pastor because i'm in tribulation i glory in what god's doing anybody want to make peace with god tonight anybody want to wave a flag to God and tell him you want to be able to rejoice in the hope of the glory of God and in tribulation. (sighs) Hey, I'm tired of this rotten foxhole. I'm ready to wave surrender to God. I need some peace on the inside of me. You see, in the result of all of that, the reason why that you have peace with God, the reason why you can rejoice in tribulation and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God is found in verse number five. Because, because, everybody say because. That means, and I believe it means, and I, I don't have to have a dictionary to look it up, but that means that on account of, because. 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 Why is it that I can rejoice in tribulation? Why is it that I can rejoice in the hope of the glory of God? Why is it that I have peace with God? Because the love of God has been shed abroad in my heart by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto me. The Holy Ghost is the means of our rejoicing and our glory. And that's what brings us the peace we have on the inside of us. The reason why some of us haven't ever got what we wanted is we never got enough of him. And if we could ever get enough of him our nerves would calm down and we'd have peace, there'd be peace in our world. Did you know that there'd be no need of negotiators and and political figures to come up with some kind of treaty if everybody in the world had the Holy Ghost? <laughs> if everybody had the love of God shut upon in their hearts by the Holy Ghost, we wouldn't have to worry about Russia, we wouldn't have to worry about Iran and all that bunch of junk over there. All we would have to do is just rejoice in the glory of God and in tribulations because the Holy Ghost is the means to that victory. Friend, if you want to rejoice, what you need to do is get another dose of the power of the Holy Ghost. If you're having a hard time rejoicing in the glory of God, you need to pray back through to an experience in God. If you're having a hard time glorying in your tribulation, maybe you better come and cry and talk in tongues and shout and dance and praise before God a little bit and then you can leave in glory and rejoice in the things that are happening to you because the Holy Ghost is the means to all of that. God, would you pour out an old-fashioned dose of the Holy Ghost upon us tonight until we leave here so full and overrunning with the peace of God that we leave here rejoicing and a praising and a glory in anything that happens to us? Amen. Huh. The book of Acts, chapter 10. The story is told to us of a man by the name of Cornelius. He was a centurion of the band called the Italian Band. You know what he was? He was a man that led people in war. You know why he was there? It's because his world needed peace. That's why he was there. He was trying to bring peace to his world through war, and that wasn't the answer. And evidently he must not have been at peace within himself even though he gave all these great gifts unto God and people around him because he must have had enough frustration that an angel talked to him in the night and told him how to get the solution to the problems that he was facing. He was not only involved in a world that needed peace, he needed some peace to come upon him. And the angel said, send men to Joppa that'll tell you words in all of your house whereby you and all of your house shall be saved. And when Peter came, he began to preach. And the Bible says in Acts chapter 10 and verse number 36 that he preached Christ unto them, preaching peace by Jesus Christ. Christ oh Cornelius the answer to the world's problem is Jesus Christ the answer to your inner confusion is peace by Jesus Christ and while he was preaching the Bible says and the Holy Ghost fell on them that heard them and when they left Cornelius had his world had peace because they were filled with the Holy Ghost my God pour it out I need some peace baptize this preacher I need some peace I need some peace I've been warring long enough with the righteous principles of God I've struggled against the the holy commandments of God long enough I need some peace I need some peace you're not going to find it out there your answer to the world's questions is not out there the two greatest questions that the world has is peace within themselves and peace in the world and we have the answer to both of them it's the love of God shed abroad in their hearts by the power of the Holy Ghost and when they do that they will rejoice in hope of the glory of God and they will glory in tribulation only when they get the peace of God in their hearts by the Holy Ghost. I don't know about you, but I came to this Friday night with more than just coming for a service. Anybody ready to surrender tonight? Hey, God, I'm fighting a useless battle. I need some peace. I need some inner peace right now, God. I need some inner peace. I'm coming out of my foxhole tonight God I'm throwing aside my I'm throwing aside my fig leaves because that's that's not going to hide my feelings hey God I come here with a need I don't care what anybody thinks about me I come here tonight to get some peace I said I come here tonight to get some peace I, I'm just going to uncloak myself in front of everybody I'm going to take my fig leaves off and I don't care if anybody sees that I am a miserable wretched man that's alright I've come to get some peace I want to be honest with God I haven't been able to reach in the hope of the glory of God. I've come to get some peace. I haven't been able to glory in tribulations. I've come to get some peace from God tonight. Anybody want to wave a white flag to him? Anybody want to wave a surrender to him tonight? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why don't you get your handkerchief or your sound book or your Bible and let him know you're surrendering tonight. You're surrendering tonight. I'm surrendering Yes, God. We're coming out of our foxholes. We're coming out of our places of covering. We're coming to get some peace. We're coming to get some peace. That's it, young man. Wave it to him. You're getting ready to get some peace. That's it, mom and dad. Surrender to him. You're getting ready to get some peace. Yes, you are. That's it, young lady. Wave it to him. You're getting ready to get some peace. That passeth all understanding. Oh, hallelujah 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 would you stand and surrender to him would you stand and surrender to him would you stand and surrender yes oh that's it it's happening all across the congregation it's happening people are getting baptized with the Holy Ghost. People are getting filled with the Spirit of God. People are getting ready to be able to rejoice in the hope of the glory of God and glory in tribulations. That's it. Come on. Come on, young people. Come on, moms and dads. It's happening. It's happening. He's shedding abroad His love in our hearts by the power of the Holy Ghost. What you need is another dose of the Holy Ghost. You haven't been able to have peace. What you need is another dip of the Spirit of God. Preaching peace by Jesus Christ. Preaching peace by Jesus Christ. Let those tears roll. Let those tears roll. Let that heart be broken up. Let that body be crushed before God until we leave here tonight with the peace of God in our hearts Yes. Yes. When He baptizes you with it, you're going to be able to rejoice in hope of more glory. When He baptizes you with it, you're going to be able to glory in tribulation. Oh, my God. The windows of heaven are being opened right now. From the front to the back this place is becoming a sanctum Before of the presence of God. My He's given you the answer, answer to the peace you've been looking for. My it's the baptism spirit of the Holy Ghost. Yes, 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 beelosive yes. Beelosive yes. Beelosive yes. Beelosive sweet heavenly dove sweep because over us I stay right here with us filling us with your love oh. yes nobody can deny that the power of god is in the house tonight people are going to leave here with peace people are going to leave here with peace people are going to leave here rejoicing People are going to leave your praising. People are going to leave your glory and tribulation because they've made peace with God. They've made peace with God. They've made peace with God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. From the front to the back tonight, would you turn loose and let God do what he's wanting to do right now?